This morning, the scripture reading is taken from Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 23. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you are awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamb. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the ways to life. So this morning, our Reverend Lainita is going to bring us the sermon. Keep in your, our hearts and tie it to our necks. Very blessed Parents Sunday to all parents. This morning we took time to acknowledge in our presence the seniors. And so we gave them a gift. But I've always felt that Parents Sunday is not just for the seniors, but for all parents. And so what we'd like to do now is to invite all those who are below 65 when you are a parent. Would you please stand? that we can also acknowledge you. Yeah, let's give them a round of applause too. And allow me to pray for you. Let us pray. Father, for these parents that are standing before you, I give thanks to you. For each one of them, Father, you have called them to be parents, a task that you yourself, Lord, you identify yourself as our heavenly father and so you understand what it means to be a parent and so god i commend these parents that are standing now and those who are at home into your care lord fill them with your presence fill them with your love and your grace give them father strength and wisdom as they continue to nurture guide and be parents of the children that you have blessed them with. And so each day, God, I ask that your grace is more than sufficient for them. And so we commend them to your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. And also, um, in the last two years, we have gone out to give gifts to our senior citizens. And this year, we'll do likewise for those of uh, you who are at home or those of you who are here and your either your parents are not here or your spouse is not here, uh, we will be going out uh, within the next few weeks to go and deliver uh, the gifts to them. Uh, this morning, uh, Lee Tung and his team were supposed to sing the song, You Raise Me Up, uh, while the gifts were given, but I think it was a bit, uh, the timing was a bit um, not not uh, adjusted, and so you didn't quite finish the song, Lee Tung. Um, we pray that there will be an opportunity for you to sing this song. A beautiful song that many of us loved, and many of us, we're not sure of the origin, so uh, a few days ago I googled and found out the origin of this song. It's actually sung by a Irish-Norwegian band. Um, there, the name is there. Uh, Fionnala, Sherry, and Ralph Loveland. Um, the, the band is called Secret Garden. Now, the lyrics or the music is written by uh, uh, a Ralph Loveland, but the words were written by someone else. And it was first sung 
at Loveland's mother's funeral as a dedication to his mom. Now, of course, many of us do not know this secret garden. Uh, they sang it, they sang the song in 2002. But many of us are more familiar with uh, Josh Groban's uh, version or even Westlife's version. All right, talking about uh, when I'm down and weary, uh, when troubles come and I'm burdened, you came and sat with me. And then you raised me up so I can stand on mountains. You raised me up to walk on stormy seas. I'm strong when I'm on your shoulders. Now, although the song is not specific about parents, uh, many of us, when we hear the lyrics, uh, the people that we often think of will be parents, isn't it? They raise us up so we can stand tall. They raise us up so that we can face the storms of life. And so as we talk about parents, very often, uh, they, they, sorry, there you have the lyrics. Eh? Now, very often when we talk about parents, okay, of course we think of the fifth commandment. But this morning I want to take you to Proverbs. Because actually, if you do a word search for the 31 chapters of Proverbs, if you just word search father or mother, you will find 21 times the word father or mother is mentioned. But guess what? If you word search the word son, how many times it's mentioned? It's mentioned 40 times in the 31 chapters of Proverbs. Proverbs is like a father or a mother talking to the children. Although the word son is used, it includes us daughters as well. And so I've chosen this uh, chapter 6, and I've chosen this title, tied in, uh, Kept in Our Hearts and Tied to Our Necks, uh, to, for us to reflect on this Parent Sunday. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 begins, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and don't forsake your mother's teaching. They are like a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck, tying to your head or your heart and then your necks. Now, it is something that is not new. For some of us, if we look at it, we may think that it's only found in Proverbs. Actually not. Those of us who know, it actually comes from Deuteronomy. So here you have uh, Proverbs chapter 6 also talking to my son. All right, and so verse 20 says, My son, keep your father's command. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. And so the first point on Parent Sunday, as we think about honoring our parents, the first point that I want to make is that we want to embrace and keep our parents' teaching. Verse 20 and 21 says, Keep your father's command. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them to your heart, fasten them around your necks. And so like I said, this, this idea of tying to your heart or to your necks is actually found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's God's command to the parents to teach the children. So it says here, these commands I give you today are to be on your hearts. And not only that, not only are they to be on your hearts, you need to impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit at home, when you walk, when you lie down, when you get up. 
And then here you have it, tie them as symbols to your hands and bind them to your foreheads. That is God's word and that's what we're supposed to do with God's word. Keep them in our hearts, bind them to our forehead, tie them to our hands. And so Proverbs, the author of Proverbs then used the same idea talking about parents teaching. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 are very familiar, right? Do not trust in your own understanding but lean on the Lord. Um, it begins, chapter 3, verse 1 begins. My son, do not forget my teaching. Keep my commands in your heart. And then in verse 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. There again, you see the same idea of tying them, writing them, either to your heart, to your head, to your necks. And then, of course, in chapter 7, it's the same thing. Right, my son, keep my words, store them, and then bind them to your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. And so this is what it's supposed to look like for the Jewish men when they pray. So you see there is this little box that is tied to the head, to the forehead. In there, there are little scribblings that is supposed to symbolize God's word to your head and then also then tied to your hands. And so when we think about the idea of tying something to our neck, it's a burden, isn't it? And so if we have to do this, put the books of the Bible, tie them around your neck, it is cumbersome, isn't it? It is very restrictive, it is cumbersome. And so that's how it is for some of us. When we think of our parents' instruction, when we think about our parents' teaching, really cumbersome and restrictive. Some of you here are below 12. We've got children, and so some of you at home, children. When we're younger, our parents' instruction were more like commands that we have to follow. Eat your vegetables, go to bed, do your homework, uh, don't cheat, don't lie, be polite, greet your uncles, greet your aunties. Okay, all these are commands that we're supposed to follow. Sometimes we don't quite like it because it can be quite restrictive, right? And so we may, even at a young age, we may be mumbling, grumbling beneath our breath. And then when we come to teenage years, right, well known, we are more outspoken and then we will be more uh, a vocal about our uh, um, uh, our response, right? We would we would tell our parents, no, I'm grown up now. I can decide what I want to do. I can go to bed at whatever time. I choose my friends. I choose what I want to do. And so we go through that stage. We begin to question our parents' uh, teaching and their instruction. I remember uh, when I was preparing this, I was just uh, remembered. I, was, I finished my Form 6, so I was about 17. I found a part-time job. So I went to work. And then at the workplace, I met this guy. All right? He was tall, not dark, fair. And uh, he was 27. Uh, and he was a divorcee. But he has a car. And so one fine day, he invited me out for dinner. I would, I, I, I accepted the invitation. 
So I was getting ready to go. Fathers who are here, would you allow your daughter to go out at 17 with a 27-year-old man? Of course my father didn't allow it. And I remember, I remember because we had a big fight. I had a big fight with my dad. And I felt that he was too restrictive. He didn't trust me in all kinds of things. And so we go through teenage years like that. But as we enter adulthood and we start working, and then for some of us, we have our own families, we begin to view our parents very differently. Either we appreciate them even more because we understand what they have gone through for us, or some of us may feel that they're getting a bit old-fashioned, they're behind time. And especially in the last two years of pandemic, those of us who are more tech-savvy, okay, we're using our computers, our, our phones, and we can do so many things on our phones. And our parents cannot. We use Sarawak Pay, we use QR code, we, we use e-banking, Boost, and all of that, and our parents can't. They still deal with cash. And so we may think that they are behind time. But you see, the Bible talks about wisdom, not about knowledge. The beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not knowledge. And so when we compare knowledge, yes, maybe we do know more than our parents. But when you think about wisdom, how would you define wisdom? Wisdom is defined as the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And so that's who our parents are. And so I think on Parents Sunday, as we talk about honouring our parents, I think the first thing that we need to do is to embrace and keep their teachings right on our hearts, bind them to our necks. Of course, some of us may say, but pastor, my parents are non-Christians. They are full of superstition, they are full of pantans, and their teachings are not biblical. Yes, I agree with you. But you need to look beyond that. Their love for you, they care for you, they do not want bad things to happen to you. And so the first thing that we want to do as we think about honouring our parents, the Bible calls us to honour our parents, is to embrace and keep their teaching. Yes, tied to your necks is really cumbersome and restrictive. Write them to your hearts is difficult. But as Christians, we need to remember that it was God who put us into their lives. God called them. God trusted them with your life. And so they were the ones who nurtured us, taught us. And we are who we are today because of them. My second and third point would emphasize that even more. And so the second point of honoring our parents means appreciating them and speaking well, often, we don't always appreciate our parents, right? As kids, we don't appreciate them. And sometimes kids 
Those of you who are children, you remember, I don't like you, daddy. I don't like you, mommy. You're the worst mom. You're the worst dad. I want to run away from home. Some of us may have said that actually or even thought about it. My friend's parents are better. Why can't you be like so-and-so? They're so good. You're not good. And so we use words actually to hurt our parents. And we don't always appreciate what they have done for us. Recently, my sister sent me this picture. And if you can read the words, it says, The statue of the son was made from pieces removed from the statue of the father. Representing what parents do to build their lives of the children. The statue of the father is now full of holes. Whereas the statue of the child is full. No holes. It represents to us sacrifices that our parents made for us. We may think that sacrifices, certain sacrifices are wrongly made or we may think very lightly, but we can't deny the fact that they have invested in our lives. A few years ago, you all know the... Um, card company, the American Greetings, they, they, they print a lot of cards, okay, Christmas cards and, and Mother's Day, Father's Day and, and whatever, thank you card and so on. They came up with this video, right, uh, quite uh, in 2015, I think, yeah, and the video is entitled World's Toughest Job. Okay, if you've never seen it, go home, Google, don't do it now, go home, go YouTube and search for it. Okay, the idea behind is that they advertise for a job and encourage young people to apply. All right? And then they conducted an online interview. Now, then during the interview, so at the corner you can see the man is an interviewer and this girl, and there were other young people applying. And of course, when you go for a job interview, what's the first question you ask? What's the working hours? All right? And so the interviewer said 24-7. And of course, sometimes the interviewee would question, is that legal? Uh, yeah. All right. And is there a break? If we work 24-7, is there a break? No, there's no break. What about mealtime? Well, you can eat only after your associates have eaten. And whatever food is left, you can eat. You know, you can see the interviewees responding, reacting. And then goes on to say, um, uh, what about rest? Uh, is there time to sleep? No, there's no time to sleep. And in fact, if the associates are not well, you have to stay up to look after the associates. You need to take care of them. And then, of course, the final question is, how much is the pay? You must be paid a lot, right? You know, how much is the pay? And the interviewer said, nothing. What? You know salary and you're advertising this job? People must be crazy to take a job like that. And I'm sure some of you will have guessed it, the interviewer then said, no, thousands and millions of people have already done this job. And that's a job of moms. And of course, for dads as well. All right? And it's supposed to end with Happy Mother's Day. It reminds us of the sacrifices our parents have made for each one of us. 
And so in chapter 6 of Proverbs, verse 22, it says, When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep or when you're awake, they will watch over you, they will speak to you. It's like 24-7, isn't it? Whatever our parents have taught us, have invested in our lives, is there with us. Of course, like I said, we don't always appreciate our parents and then we live now in a culture of complaining, isn't it? Talking bad about things, about our government, about our leaders, about um, anything and everything, about bosses, about colleagues. But honouring our parents require us not only to appreciate them, but to speak well of them. We intentionally choose not to talk evil about them behind their backs. Whether they are alive or not, we as Christians, we choose not to use words to discredit and dishonor our parents. Exodus 21 Verse 15, anyone who strikes father or mother must be put to death. Fine, you strike your parents, put to death. But look at verse 17. Anyone who dishonors father or mother. What is dishonor? In some translation, he says anyone who curses, meaning you use words. Now, striking is physical. Dishonoring or cursing is only words. But you look at the punishment, it's the same. And then, of course, it is repeated in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9. Anyone who dishonor father or mother must be put to death. It's capital offense. And so, dear brothers and sisters, friends, when we speak of our parents, we learn, we may not have done it before, we learn to appreciate them. We learn to speak well of them and to them. This morning during the Chinese service, the Sunday school put up a video of little children saying, I love you, mom and dad, or I need. But I think as adult children, and we're Asians, we find it very hard to say I love you to mom and dad, isn't it? We can say I love you to kids, or kids can say it to us. But will you, if your parents are still alive, take the opportunity today, all of us are children. If your parents are still alive, appreciate them, tell them I love you. Say words, kind words to them and about them. Speak well of your parents to your siblings, to your spouses, to your children, in the church, with your friends, in the community. We want to model a counter-culture of complaining and speaking bad about people behind their backs. Recently, um, FMC pastors, we had to conduct quite a number of funerals, but two funerals struck me. I, I, I was very moved by it. In both the funerals, the fathers passed away suddenly. And in both funerals, either during the wake or during the uh, funeral service, the two sons, they're different families. The sons 
stood up and gave a eulogy about the fathers. Very moving. Talking about what the father has done, what the father has taught, and everything about fathers. And as I listen, I really, because I don't know these two elderly men, but as I listen, I really appreciate the role that both the fathers have done and what they have taught the children. But as I sat there listening to that, one thought that came to my mind was, was this ever said to the father? Did both the fathers hear the words of appreciation by the sons? I don't know. How I wish that the sons had spoken that to the father. And so for those of us where our parents are still alive and can hear us say words of appreciation, could you please do it? Speak well of them behind their backs. Speak well to them and appreciate them. And finally, honouring our parents means forgiving them. Our parents are human. Our parents have made mistakes, many. Some we can count. Some we think is countless. Some of the mistakes are very painful and have caused harm to the family or even to you. Some of the mistakes can never be undone. And many times our parents may have even sinned against us, hurt us with their words, with their action. They could have made unwise decisions or have unrealistic expectations. They have said, said or done things that have left us wounded. And so many children, when we enter adulthood, we enter adulthood with great bitterness and anger and hatred for our parents. And we may not be able to move beyond that. And so one of the ways, friends, that we can honour our parents is to forgive them. A story was told that there was an announcement that the next day one supermarket has a special time for senior citizens. 9 to 11, everything is on 50% discount for senior citizens only. And so the next day, you see a long queue of senior citizens outside the supermarket waiting for it to open. And as the senior citizens chatted with one another waiting for the supermarket to open, suddenly a car came and parked at the parking lot and out came a young man. And this young man got out of the car and then started walking to the front of the line, not the back. And as he head towards the front of the line, an elderly lady with her walking stick put out her stick to trip him. And of course he fell. And then she used the stick to beat the young man and said, you, you're not supposed to be here. You get back to the line. We've all been queuing up. You cannot be here. Go away, go away. The young man crawled away, checked his body, no major injuries, stood up, and then started walking to the front of the line again. An elderly man then punched, used his fist, punched, the young man on the face punched him in the stomach, then kicked him, and then he fell down. 
and then he crawled away. And this young man then dusted himself and then stood up and looked at the line of elderly people queuing up. And he heaved a big sigh and he said, you got to let me get to the front of the line, open the door so that all of you then can go in and buy your 50% discount things. What's the point of this joke? You're all not, not, not laughing. What's the point of this? The point of this is that senior citizens make mistakes, right? Sometimes they're too quick to react, we're too quick to assume things. At the same time, the young man is also in the wrong. If he had stood there right from the beginning and explained, I'm a worker of the supermarket, my job is to open up the supermarket for all of you to go in, then he would have saved himself some trouble, isn't it? But that's the way it is, isn't it? Sometimes there's miscommunication, there's wrong assumption, there is uh, a unclear instruction. And so when we talk about honouring our parents and forgiving them, that's what it is. Our parents make mistakes. Our parents are not perfect. Some of us have been very deeply hurt. And we carry that burden with us in great bitterness. And so friends, on this Parents Sunday, honouring our parents means forgiving them. We can do it. Because we're forgiven ourselves. The leaders of this church in the past, I think more than a month, we are going through a little booklet called The Gospel Primer. It talks about preaching the gospel to yourself every day. What is the gospel? The gospel is about God's love, isn't it? For who? For you only? For everyone. The gospel is about God's love for everyone, including our parents, whether they're believers or not. The gospel is about God's forgiveness to us and to them who have hurt us. The gospel is about redemption, reconciliation. In the Bible, we see our Lord's willingness. Finally, when he was on the cross, what did he say? Forgive them. Father, forgive them. And so that can also be our prayer. That we pray for God to forgive our parents for whatever they have done. And we also forgive them. And so as we talk about honouring our parents, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters, we're all children. Let's embrace our parents' teaching, keep them in our hearts. Cumbersome and restrictive they may be. Tie them around our necks. Honouring our parents means appreciating them, speaking well of them whether they're here on earth or not. Speak well of them. And if they're alive, speak well to them. And finally, let's release forgiveness to our parents. Let us bow our heads in prayer.
First of all, let's give thanks to the Lord for providing us with parents. Then ask the Lord to give us the strength and the courage to forgive our parents. Ask the Lord for wisdom and opportunity and help for us to speak well of them and to them. Father, on this Parent Sunday, we acknowledge your gift of parents to each one of us. Whether they are our biological parents or adoptive parents or some other form of arrangements, we thank you for these who have nurtured us, who have raised us, and in one way or another provided for us. They're not perfect. Neither are we. But yet we are thankful for them. And so, Father, we ask that you would help us as children to obey your commandment, to honour our parents, to love them, to appreciate them, to speak well of them, and to forgive them. We pray that we ourselves will be the channel of grace and of your peace into our respective families. And if our parents are still around, to be able to minister to them too. We thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, because we ask and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.